Well, how great is it that we can spend 20 minutes together? I'm so glad you found me. Maybe on iTunes or maybe on SoundCloud or maybe you're listening at lifewithlisawilliams.com, however you found me. I'm so glad that we can spend some time together with my friend, Julie Thomas, who's here from Women Who Believe. Okay, so last week on National Day of Prayer, which was last Thursday, you had on these precious, precious children that were praying, and I loved it, because here's what I found myself doing. I found myself listening to it, just enjoying it at first, listening to their sweet voices, listening to how neat it was that they were praying, and then I found myself in the middle of it going, wow, these kids are praying. They are bringing down the house. And they are they are praying and they're not messing around. And I found myself like towards the end of it, like praying with them and just really getting on board with where they were going and praying with them. That's exactly what I wanted that the National Day of Prayer, you know, came to Julie and she was able to pray with them. So that makes my heart so happy. They they were remarkable little prayers. They absolutely were. But here was something that stood out to me as I listened to them is I heard two, three maybe four of them saying, please help them, whoever they were, whether it was parents or teachers or our leaders, not to be stressed out. I can imagine how many families are just so stressed out from everything that's going on in just their ordinary lives. And that they can calm down and not put stress on people. The people who are teaching them about you won't um, get stressed out in there, Jesus. Please help um, people who are getting stressed out. Don't get stressed out anymore. And Listen I, to that. I know. I think I, I was I, just so surprised I, that these little tiny voices were, were just picking up on that one word of stress. I'm thinking, I didn't know little kids knew that word as well as these kids obviously know this word of stress. Well, the thing that I thought later about that, because I noticed it too, was these are American kids. And so they don't live out on a farm and they get up with the sun and, you know, play with the horses. I mean, these are kids who have tablets and, you know, their parents have jobs and everyone's going, 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 going. And the TV's coming at them and the radio's coming at them and noise is coming at them and they've got homework and everybody's got busyness. And I think they are being raised in a lifestyle of go, 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 go. And so... Stress management for like an eight-year-old is something I've never thought about before this moment. Yeah, I think what I thought of was, are we projecting that? Yeah. Are we as leaders, are we as parents specifically, are we projecting that onto them that we are so stressed out, then, then they become stressed out? I know I've seen in my own house, 
my kids pick up immediately when I begin to get stressed out. My little emotional radars will kind of come into the room and say, mom, are you okay? Or mom, are you upset? Or they'll write me little notes saying everything's going to be okay. And I have no idea because they haven't been involved in my stress. They're not causing me stress, but, but they're picking up on it. Okay, so my question is this, is it bad? Because the other day, my son did say to me, I'm so sorry you're stressed out. I'm so sorry I stressed you out. And I said, it's okay. It's part of life. God will help me. We'll manage this. We're going to get past this. There's pressure in life. And that is unavoidable. Yeah, there is pressure in life. And I totally appreciated last week's show with Dwight because he talked so much about that, about how much we have a choice that absolutely there's going to be stress and there's going to be things that come across our way that that can cause stress in our lives. Last week, I got in the car. We hopped in. We were actually early. It was it was a rare. It was a miracle. (laughs) It was a rare morning. Mama had the kids in the car on time and we were all piled in the car. Everybody's ready to go to school. And I put in the keys, turned the ignition and nothing. It wasn't electrical because all the gauges came on. But nothing was firing whatsoever. And I thought, are you joking? Because on that morning or on that particular morning, my husband isn't around in the mornings because he has an early meeting. And so he wasn't there. And I knew it'd take a while for him to get home. And I've got four kids. They're sitting in the car. They're ready to go to school. What am I going to do? Are you joking? We've got these. We we have two Suburbans, big Suburbans. Old, big old. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gas guzzling. Just, you know, just leave a big old footprint kind of cars. And so there are these old Suburbans. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? But it, it wasn't that sweet in that moment. And I was a little stressed. So I called my husband and and just said what what am i supposed to do he's like oh it's no big deal and he rattled off something blah 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 you have to jiggle the wires yeah yeah he's oh you just you just got to get out and just and just open up the hood pop the hood and just kind of jiggle some of these wires and i'll walk you through it if he would have been standing right there and if i could have looked at him mm. so i was getting frustrated i was getting stressed and you could tell all four kids were like, oh man, mama's going to lose it. So I get out of the car. My daughter gets out because she's just a little helper. She gets out and it took me forever. I could, I'm on the phone trying, how do I even pop the hood? How do I get the hood up? I don't even know how to do that. And I'm getting frustrated and I go back into the car to try to figure out something. My boys are going crazy. They're laughing and I just give them the look like, y'all need to shut it. And and they were like, mom is frustrated and I get out I finally get it open I I jiggle a couple wires and 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 sure enough I get back in the car and it just turns right over no big deal but I sat there for just a moment in the middle of all that thought back to what Dwight had said remembering you know I I have an option I have a choice in that moment to either just not be stressed or to just let all of that make me pretty frustrated for my morning and I had to take that option and go, you know what, in the grand scale of life, this is not that big of a deal, but we have a choice. So I guess that just makes me think back to 
what those kids were praying about in their prayers and how often those little things, just they, they just come up unexpectedly, car issues, life, uh, big things, little things, they just come up and, and we just have an option as to how we're going to, how we're going to respond in those moments. And I think so many times we just let them build and let them build and let them build until it's just, it's too much and it's overwhelming. And, and we're stressed out all the time and everyone around us knows it and life's not fun. Like you lose your joy because you're just like stressed out. And and we're just going and going and yet we're tired. We're just tired all the time. And so I think our souls, our, our very being just becomes so weary and we become soul fatigued. Uh, last summer, I just drank in John Ortberg's book called Soul Keeping. It is such a phenomenal book. And if you haven't read it, I would highly recommend Soul Keeping by John Ortberg. He just writes beautifully on how we have got to take care of our souls. And the main thing that I need in my life is just that time to be alone and to rest in the Lord. And and rest in the Lord sounds, uh, it, it's like you need to unpack that just a little bit. What does that I even know. mean? This is so great because I felt like the Lord was asking me to wait on him last year. Julie had had me read Soul Keeping and then Dwight had contacted me and said, I've read this book, you have to read. And it was Soul Keeping again. So then I felt like God was saying these things, rest, wait. But for me, that was like very scary and obscure. Do you want me to go to the top of a mountain and sit? Am I supposed to sit in a chair and stare out the window? Am I supposed to go, how how do you, how do I wait on the Lord? As simple of a concept and how prolific it is throughout the Bible, for me at least, I was like, I don't know what I mean. How do I rest? How do you rest in the midst of go, 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 achieve, 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 respond, act, do, prepare, clean, give, give some more, give some more, go, 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 which is life. So what I have to do is I just have to go to the word. I have to go to God's word because God's word bottom lines everything for me. And where I go immediately to is Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29 that says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Again, we talked about this last week. It's this open invitation from God himself saying, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Um, anybody out there weary? Anybody out there weary? I'm weary. I'm tired. I got so much going on in my brain. You know, I love that little cartoon that says, you want to know what the mind of a woman looks like? Just imagine 3,942 tabs open <laughs> all at once. On your computer. <laughs> and and it's probably not just for a woman, but that's, that's the way that I've read it. But it, it's true. We have so many tabs open in our brain all the time. And all of that is so tiring at times. It's like, okay, I know I got to do that, but I got to do that. And it's all important. But God says, he gives us this open invitation that says, come to me. All of you who are weary, which is all of us, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because, he says, I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. My soul needs rest so much more than I give it opportunity to have. And I I am responsible for that. Nobody is going to come to me and say, hey, why don't you just take a 35-minute break and go have some rest for your soul? Nobody's going to come and do that for me in my day. 
And nobody's going to come to me and say, hey, I'm just going to carve out an hour for you to just go and, and just grab your Bible and your journal and just go sit. No, I am responsible for the care of my own soul. But what if, what if we were each other's encourager? What if we just said, hey, I'm going to give you permission to go sit for 30 minutes. Just go grab your Bible, go grab your journal and go sit for 30 minutes. Figure out a time, be intentional, go find that time in your day. And maybe 30 minutes is is way too generous. Maybe you got five or 10 minutes, but I can't tell you how refreshing it is to go sit for five minutes and just clear your brain, just clear out the noise, close out the tabs for just a moment and just sit and be still and find some rest. I guess if you were sitting here with me and we were having coffee, I would ask you, how are you really doing on the inside? Does it feel settled? Are you struggling to find any sort of rest for your inside self? And here's what none of us need more of. None of us need more religion. None of us need more to-do lists. None of us need more guilt in, I just need to do one more thing in, in my life today because we got enough. We got enough going on. I am encouraged and I want to encourage you with this fact that, that Jesus provides you an open invitation to come to him. And so whether that's just a one minute thing while you're sitting at a light and, and there's a worship song on and it is hitting you where you live, or whether it's I've got 15, 20 minutes to just sit in my Bible before the kids get up in the morning, whatever that looks like for you, I want to encourage you that Jesus gives you an open invitation to do that. This is so good. Uh, Julie, can you give us all something practical that we can all work on together this week? So last week we took one verse and we just soaked in it. And we're going to do the same thing again this week. This week we're going to look at Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29, where Jesus gives this open invitation to come and sit with him. And what his promise there is, is that he's going to give you rest for your soul. And so we're just going to sit in that one verse and we're going to soak in it. We're not going to take a big, huge chunk of scripture. We're just going to sit in that one verse for the whole week. That's perfect that we can just together soak on one Bible verse, Jesus speaking, come to me. Oh, that's good. (laughs) And I love how Julie has pointed out that it's an open invitation. Ooh, we are wanted and he wants us to learn from him. And he says, come to me. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. So if you just need a little bit more and you want to read something that Julie has written, then you can come to womenwhobelieve.com. And when you get there, you can share some of your thoughts or insights or maybe what you glean from this scripture, maybe for the very first time. There are some things that you think of and you want to share it with the rest of us, womenwhobelieve.com. And so I really appreciate Julie pointing to not being stressed out because there was a moment last night where I had the opportunity to be very stressed out. I need you to pray for me that I'm not angry with my dog. I've never been angry with a dog before, (laughs) but you know, there are special challenges that sometimes come with certain pets and I've only observed that in other people, but I've never experienced it myself. And so I've got this beautiful dog. She's precious. She's little. She's a terrier. She's a West Highland terrier. She's this little, white, cute dog, precious face, precious little nose, cute little eyes that shine. And she is just a mess. She is always getting into something. She barks a lot, this loud scream bark. Oh, here, I'll give you a little sample. 
that's after she's been cuddled, fed, she has water, she's been walked, we've played with her. She'll just stand there and bark. And I look at her like, I don't know what you want. Last night, she was barking a bunch. And so I gave her a Kong, one of these dog toys that you can fill with stuff. So I put some of her favorite treats down in the Kong. And then I put some peanut butter on top thinking, well, this will keep her quiet. And so I left her and was working upstairs. And she was quiet for a really long time. And I thought, this is so great. She's not barking. And she's settled down. She's just looking out the window and thinking about life. And (laughs) she's peaceful. And then I went downstairs and I found out that the rubber band that I've been using to keep the cabinets um, secure in the bathroom because she likes to get inside the cabinets and chew on really things she shouldn't chew on. I had left that rubber band off. She had gotten inside the bathroom cabinet. She found, and uh, remember, she's a little white dog, but she found this full bottle of old English furniture polish, which I never use. I just always have in case there's a scratch on some of my wood furniture. So I always have it in case I need it. She had gotten it out. She chewed off the lid. She dumped the old English furniture polish all over the house. She then proceeded to sit in it and roll in it. So when I got downstairs, it took me a while to kind of figure out what happened. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) I don't understand you. Speak English. What did you do? And then I realized, and it was just, I, I, I bathed her and and scrubbed her and used almost an entire bottle of shampoo. And she still looks like she was tea stained. It's bad. It's bad. And trying to get that stuff up because it's this oily kind of, it's everywhere. Today, when the sun was shining in the house, there was just a glean on everything. It's just, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with Winnie. My white West Highland Terrier Winnie looks like she has been dipped in greasy milk chocolate. And other than shaving her, I don't know how to get rid of it. And so that's all I have to say about that. Thanks for listening. A little extra stress in my life. It's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) Please help me. (laughs) Okay, if I'm interpreting her correctly, Winnie is asking me to thank some people. So here I go. Thank you to Julie Thomas from Women Who Believe for encouraging us to soak in God's word this week. At womenwhobelieve.com, you can share your thoughts and find out more. And by the way, if you're a man, you won't lose your man card if you come to womenwhobelieve.com. But if you just can't do it, (laughs) then come to menwhobelieve.com. That's Julie's husband, Joel Thomas. And he's got some stuff there waiting for you. Oh, Winnie wants to make sure I don't forget to thank Devin Weller, who helps me with so many technical questions. I really appreciate my cousin, Devin. And a big thanks to Paul Goldsmith, who's the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams. If you can listen tomorrow, then you'll get to hear from one of the most loved communicators in Christian radio. Brant Hansen will be your special guest as he talks about Cure International and all the incredible things that are happening there. Hope the rest of your day is wonderful. 
Hashtag thanks for listening.